DHS, and welcome to our first podcast. I'm Christy Sinatra, and with me is DHS Director Fairbors Paksaresht. Fairbors has been talking about the kind of culture we need to do our best work. Several agency assessments and listening tours just concluded, and from that information, a culture change effort is taking shape. In fact, culture change is now a DHS priority, and that's what we'll be talking about today. Fairbors, why is culture change a top priority for DHS? Uh, thank you, Christiane. Hi, everyone. Um, it is a top priority because it impacts how we serve one of four Oregonians. Naturally, we have other pro- uh, priorities, uh, and at the top of that list is how we serve those who need our services and how they're experiencing us as an agency. So, um, The other thing to keep in mind is that if you actually look at all of these studies and reports and audits that have been done about DHS in the past few years, culture change always is included in those. It's something that's important to the governor. It's something that's important to the legislature. And it is also something that's important to those who are receiving our services. Can you give us a picture of the culture that we're moving toward? Uh, The culture that we want to create in DHS begins with safety and well-being. Safety is primary for all of us, and we are talking about physical safety, psychological safety, and emotional safety. We are talking about our staff feeling safe to express their perspectives and opinions, even though that may not be aligned with the direction of the agency. We are talking about those who are receiving our services to feel safe about challenging the agency and our practices without fear of retaliation. So that is the core of this culture that we want to build. Now, what we can then build on that core is a caring and supportive environment. And everything is based on relationships. And all of us, regardless of who we are, whether we work for DHS or we're a person who's receiving DHS services, needs to be feeling that they're cared for and they work in or are interacting with a supportive environment so that they can be the best that they can be. What we really mean by this element is that communication is respectful, productive, and acknowledges individuals as well as cultural perspectives and differences. Then the third element of this culture is high expectations and accountability. And this is really at the heart of this model. Um, We can do all the other things, but if we don't put accountability in place, we cannot be a functioning, a high-functioning organization. So that accountability begins with me as the director of this agency, and then it extends to everyone in DHS, to our staff, to our service providers, to all of those who are receiving our services. It is about coaching and empowerment. It's an environment where good work is celebrated. And if we can do those three elements, if we can put those three layers in place, then we can really begin to see meaningful participation from our staff and those who are receiving our services. Engagement is a key requirement to success in organizations. When we have those other three elements, safety and well-being, caring and supportive relationships, and then high expectations and accountability, then we can begin to see staff stand up and contribute. And it will light up the organization. And we all know that the best ideas in any organization is generated by those who do the work and generated by those who actually are impacted by that work. And if we can do that, we are much more likely to improve outcomes through collaboration and meaningful participation. 
And then finally, it is community engagement, building trust and confidence with the community and seeking their assistance in creating better outcomes. It is the community where actually things begin to happen. DHS can provide resources and assistance, but communities stand up and change the elements that they like to see changed in their environments. In a nutshell, these are the five components of this culture that we want to create. Of course, there is much more to come as we begin launching the implementation and training around these elements, and we'll be talking more about these things with you in the future. Fairbors, you came to us from the Oregon Youth Authority, where you led a very successful culture change that attracted national attention. Can you give us a few specific examples of what that change looked like? Sure. We started our work in Oregon Youth Authority around culture change about five years ago, and it was very similar to what we're implementing here in DHS. It was focused on shifting our mindset about how we approached our work and our relationship with the young men and women that we were serving. It stemmed from a national initiative that was called Positive Youth Development. It's basically a philosophy that holds that youth are assets to be developed rather than problems to be solved. We expanded that concept to include the staff and providers because ultimately it's the staff who do the work. And if we made an inclusive culture change, then everyone felt that they had a part of that change and felt responsibility for making that change. Now, initially, um, and by the way, the, we called it positive human development, in short, PhD. And initially, we saw a lot of resistance to that from staff, from others. Um, but as we went along and as it became clear that we were serious about this new mindset, things began to change. Today, if you walk into Oregon Youth Authority facility, you'll see that both staff and youth are practicing PhD. It's a culture that led to an incarcerated youth delivering a TED talk for the first time in history of juvenile corrections. It also led to youth advisory councils that guided facility management and how to best interact with youth and to serve them. Today, if you walk into Oregon Youth Authority facilities, you'll begin to see some brand new buildings that were actually designed with the help of the youth that live in those facilities and the staff who work in those facilities. It also led to significant reductions in fights and assaults, as well as significant reductions in isolation. It's a still a work in progress, but the culture now has taken root in Oregon Youth Authority and is being improved continuously. We all want a culture that supports us doing our best work, but we've talked about culture change in our agency quite a bit in the past. What would be different this time around? Um, we are taking a systemic and research-based based approach to this, and we have resources for implementation. I think that's the difference. It's supported by a project team. We are fully aware that implementation will take time and will not happen overnight. Culture change generally, especially in large organizations, takes five to seven years to be fully woven into the fabric of the organization. But we should be able to see some visible changes within the first 12 to 24 months of implementation. You mentioned that the Oregon Youth Authority had a name for its culture change effort. Has the DHS effort been named? Yes, its name is RISE, and it was coined by a group of our staff. It signifies rising above where we are today. 
Now, to me, it means standing up and engaging in building our future together, building this culture together. Wonderful. Fairboards, our time is running out for today's discussion. Is there anything else you'd like to share as we close out our talk on culture? Yes, I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who's taken time out of their busy schedule to listen to this podcast. I also wanted to make sure that everyone understands that this is a collective effort. This is not my project. This is not my culture. It's ours. And the only way that we can make it real is by all of us participating in it and really practicing those five elements of the culture that we talked about earlier today. We are all here to help Oregonians be safe, healthy, and independent. And this culture can actually help us accomplish those goals. And finally, thank you everyone for the great work that you do to serve Oregonians. Thank you, Fairbors, and thank you, DHS, for listening. That wraps up our first podcast. Let us know how it worked for you. You also can send in ideas for topics you would like to hear from Fairbors on in the future. You can connect with us by emailing the DHS Director's Office at dhs.directorsoffice at state.or.us. Special thanks to our in-house crew and publications and creative services for their technical support, and to Angela Yeager and the Employment First Initiative for bringing us this option for connecting with you. You can subscribe to future episodes wherever you get your podcasts. <music>